0: Welcome to 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond, with your host, Tim Juret.
1: This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Join us on 239
0: Uncensored. Yo, 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 I feel like a DJ today. We're using the soundboard. We have a really cool special guest today on the podcast. And uh Chris, what do you think about the studio? You've been able to, Chris Price, lawyer, attorney at law. I kind of like that. I used to he didn't want a formal title, but we, we like that.
1: Formal's okay. Formal's okay. A little, you know, usted. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, usted. yeah, it's
0: yeah. Yeah. Long, usted. Right? yeah, right. So and you're, you're all dressed up today. You're looking, you're looking the part. Gotta play the part every day. Yeah, no, it's great having you on. Um, I know you came in last week to talk about, You know, future podcast for you. And I think that'd be a great thing. Right. So we uh, talked a little bit about that. And I said, listen, Chris, you know, we really need to have a little bit of education on this whole estate planning and all that stuff. You know, here I am. I've been in law enforcement for 31 years, I've been in real estate for about 20. Kind of a combination of both towards the end. And, you know, I, I think my estate planning is real shitty, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> Chris. I mean, why, why do we need to get this stuff? What
1: kind of estate plan do you
0: have? Uh, absolutely zero, really. I mean, I do, you know, have money, I guess I would say. I have accumulated some funds over the years, but I really don't think I've got a good plan. I've got, you know, every time they ask me, you know, who's your beneficiary, I write that down, which is probably the minimum that I can do. And I probably need to start thinking about it, should have started thinking about it.
1: It's like planting a tree, right? The the best time was yesterday and the second best time is today. So, you know, today's a good time to talk about. As far as the estate plan goes, whether you have a a plan written down or you don't, you still have a plan. So your plan, uh, if you don't write it down, is determined by the Florida laws and the legislature. So if you die without a will, it's called dying intestate. And the Florida legislature has adopted laws that say who is going to inherit your probate property, right? Right. You know, alternatively, you can write a will and that's dying test date. And that's, you get to pick who's going to manage your estate, who your beneficiaries are, and then how they inherit property. So you can either elect to do it yourself or you got to plan anyway.
0: Yeah. I'd much rather have myself decide who is going to be having my, you know, pool and, you know, my house and all right. that stuff. Who wants somebody swimming in your pool that, you know, may have been your buddy previously? I mean, who wants that? Right, right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the pool boy problem, right? That's the pool boy problem, right? You know, exactly. So, yeah, 100%. So, so the idea
1: is uh, the estate plan not only covers what happens with your property when you die, but it's also during life as well. So, you know, who can make financial decisions for you during your lifetime, like through a power of attorney, uh, who can make healthcare decisions for you as well in the event that you can't make your own healthcare decisions. Um, and then and I think you know maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit is the importance of a living will so what happens if you become one of those three states like a permanent vegetative state end stage condition or terminal condition what kind of life prolonging procedures would you want to uh, you know be administered to keep you going or not to keep you going so um,
0: so those are things that you can write down elect to make and that would be part of your estate plan to backtrack you know should I when should you start doing this stuff. I don't think it matters if you've got a risky profession, right? I think it doesn't... I mean, that doesn't matter at all. I mean, it probably adds to it, but you can drive down the street or walk out in the middle of the street and, you know, your day could end. hundred percent. We, you know, if we all
1: had our crystal ball then you know, I'd probably see clients right at the last moment, right? <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't, it wouldn't waste your time or money. I, uh, but the idea is, you know, there's, uh, if you're asking me when you should have a plan, I mean, as soon as you're born, there's certain property rights that somebody has, whether it's to inherit from parents or, you know, as in later in life, uh, what you want to do with your property in the event you die. So there's really, uh, you know, as far as 18 years old, somebody can uh, start an estate plan. If you're going off to college and parents are paying for a student's university bills and they want to have some access to the bank accounts and grades, having a son or daughter execute a power of attorney in favor of parents would allow that uh, parent to have access to those records. Uh, Same thing with healthcare decision, Um, but otherwise life events, right? So marriage, divorce, uh, death, inheritance, those are kind of the times that you would look to an estate plan. But really, if you have property, if you have stuff, and you want to know where it goes, and you want to make sure it goes to where you want it to go, that's when you should address the estate plan.
0: Yeah. And I, and I agree. It's one of those things, though, it's like when you go to Costco, right? And you go out to checkout. And if you look to the right, you see you can buy your gasket, right? So <laughs> it's only on the way out, right? <laughs> only on the way out. So what I do is I Push my buggy really fast past that. So what do you think, or give me an example of maybe a bad scenario that happened that would make us trigger to go see a professional like yourself, you know, Chris Price?
1: Sure thing. So um, kind of the thing that's most front and center and on everybody's minds in the past 18 months is the pandemic, right? right. So in that case, um, I mean, we've had just so you know, so many tragic cases. So, you know, think of, uh, think of the idea of somebody being, you know, becoming ill suddenly, um, you know, Rapidly declining going into the hospital, not having the ability to even see a lawyer. Pre-pandemic, I would see clients frequently in the hospital. Oh, okay, yeah. And Good when point. they restricted visitation, I can't get in there. And only recently, as far as last year, did we even have some electronic wills legislation. But the idea of getting an electronic will, like a docusigned will, is very difficult. And there's only some entities that allow it to happen. So you still need, like, wet ink on paper for a lot of these documents. So just the idea of having this kind of lack of access to professionals uh, by virtue of being in the hospital is, is kind of almost too late in some cases. So, um, sudden illness, uh, my own father died of a heart attack and it was sudden, you know, so, you know, fortunately he had his plan in order. Um, you know, but the idea is, you know, we don't always kind of get the warning signs of saying we need to go do something. But the idea that um, you plan for it, you provide some peace of mind, you, you, you plan for what you know today um, with some contingencies for what's going to happen in the future. Um, and you can change it and adjust it as time
0: goes by. So the old thought that you had discussions at the kitchen table of who's going to get what really when your life ends, it really doesn't work out all peacefully in most cases.
1: Exactly, I you know, can
0: imagine, and and in some cases, so and this is kind of a
1: classic case where there's a lot of lit- litigation around it. Is somebody goes, okay, well, I have a life insurance policy. I'm going to, you know, I have a couple kids, and I want to name my, you know, sister or brother as the beneficiary, so that they can hold those life insurance proceeds in the event I die uh, for their benefit. Well, you know, years goes by, maybe there's a falling out in the family, and that person dies, beneficiary on the policies now, a sister or brother. They kind of forget the idea of taking care of niece and nephew, right? right? But in fact, the agreement was niece and nephew would have been, you know, taken care of by sister or brother. So that's the subject matter of a lot of lawsuits, you know, as far as what should have been properly planned for, placed in a trust for the benefit of the minors, et cetera. Um, you know, could be avoided, again, just with simple conversation with a estate planning lawyer.
0: No doubt. Now, we know that there's a lot of jargon that goes involved with it or, or comes with estate planning, right? So just a couple things. What, what's like an irre- irrevocable trust or revocable trust, I should say?
1: Yeah, so any, any trust is really like a private contract or agreement, right? So um, you know, I'll, I'll take Tim you for example, right? If you're going to set up a revocable trust, uh, the person that sets it up or creates it is the grantor, and that's you. Uh, then we have somebody that controls the property, and that's the trustee. And then we have somebody that enjoys the property, and that's the beneficiary. So in that, in that document, that written written agreement in the case of like a revocable trust, is something that during your lifetime, all the property that's in that trust, it's for your benefit. So if you were to set that up, uh, you would be the grantor, the trustee, and the beneficiary during your lifetime. And then at death, the revocable trust becomes irrevocable. You can't change it. And then it operates like a will substitute. So all the things that a will can do in terms of transferring property at death uh, can happen with your revocable trust after the grantor's death. So... Why would you have one? Um, Three main reasons. One is to avoid probate domestically here in Florida. Um, If you own property in multiple states, even timeshare properties or, you know, investment real estate or, you know, vacation home like in North Carolina, you would contribute that property to your revocable trust so you avoid probate in North Carolina and in Florida at death, right? And then the third reason would be uh, privacy. So when somebody dies, a will is filed with the clerk of court and that will becomes public record. So, for instance, if you wanted to go look up, you know, John F. Kennedy's will, you can go get a copy of that will. Okay. Yeah, and and, and that's why you see the celebrity will kind of thing is that you know some celebrity dies, their will is filed with the clerk of court
0: wherever whatever, it's, it's public record.
1: Public record, yeah. Exactly. So the, the trust is not filed, so there is some privacy
0: element to it. So the the grantor is the giver, right, and the the e the grant grantee or the the receiver, correct? So because right. a lot of times that that gets confusing, like which where am I in this whole process? Yeah. So you're,
1: so you're the grantor. So the right. person that creates, you know, or the settler, right. The person that creates the instrument. And then the trustee is the one that, again, you know, you can nominate, uh, you know, anybody to be, you know, a friend, relative, et cetera, to be the trustee. And that person controls the, the essentially, you know, executes the trust. So they, okay. they get to control who benefits from the, the property. We
0: have, I have a lot of friends that are in situations that pretty sticky and muddy when family members pass and things like that. If you don't have these papers in place, what, what could be the worst case scenario? I mean, it can get ugly, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, worst, worst case scenario is where you think your property is going is not going there. So for instance, um, you know, oftentimes, uh, you have a, a, I mean, you can come up with dozens of scenarios, but one would be, okay, so you have a long-term relationship with somebody, um, but you were previously married and you never got divorced. All that person dies. Legally, they're still married to their prior spouse, but have a long-term relationship with their partner. And you go, well, I had intended that my partner would be the beneficiary, and you know, prior spouse or current spouse, I guess, you know, comes up and says, I'm first in line and I have the rights. It's going to me. Right. Exactly. And, and then you Not say, sure who you are, but right. it's going to me. Exactly. So that becomes, uh, again, sticky situation. Um, children. So, for instance, um, only natural issue and legally adopted issue are considered within the family line. So if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't identify those children within a will or or specifically name them and those laws of intestacy come into play, it's only really your natural issue, you know, half issue, if you will, um, or adopted issue. So people that may have stepdaughters, stepsons that they're very fond of, have raised from
0: zero, they're out of line as well. Yeah, that's very important. And you mentioned COVID, right? So we talk about this next one. Is it important to appoint someone to make health care decisions for you? And I, and I just say COVID. I mean, that doesn't include myself driving down the road and my motorcycle wiping out. And next thing you know, I'm in a situation where I, I'm drinking from a straw. I'm not making light of that. It's just, that's the reality, right? And then I've got people saying, should we pull the plug? Should we pull the plug? Who, you know, what happens? Right, so your
1: your healthcare decision maker um, is is nominated within your healthcare surrogate. So that's the document that you would say, if I can't make healthcare decisions for myself, I'm going to nominate this person, and and in this particular order, is who's going to make those decisions for me. And it's not only just if you it, you know if you're in the middle of a surgical procedure, you're under general anesthesia. The doc comes out, says, who's the surrogate? Okay, raise your hand. Uh, we need to go one way or the other during this surgery, right? Um, it's also the person that would elect or, or execute on a living will, which um, we touched on a little bit about that. But the idea is um, so that surrogate's is going to make decisions for you if you can't make them for yourself. And again, same deal if you're in the hospital, motorcycle accident, um, you know, doctors need to contact somebody. That's who they're going to speak with. And in today's world, it's very difficult to go to a doctor or the hospital without having that question answered as to whether you have a healthcare surrogate. So they want you to create it. They want, they want it in writing now. But um, again, before you walk into the ER, you
0: know, you should probably have that conversation or thought process in place. Is there a way to do it? Like, obviously you'll, you never know if something tragic happens to you, but is there a way to do this? What's, what's this process? How long does it take you know, or could it take? It can be as rapidly
1: as, I mean, I've I've met with folks who are in hospice. And so we expedite obviously whatever plan that we need to make, uh, the best plan is probably to have some thought process behind the plan. Um, you know, goal is try to. You know, if we if you can get it done within a month or two, uh, that's great. You know, but it also everybody's at different speed. So, right. you know, if you have uh, some some considerations of what you want to happen, or there's not an, an urgent need, um, you know, it can take as long as as the clients need it to take.
0: Okay, very good. For a, I know I know we don't want to really talk about cost necessarily because I'm sure it ranges depending on time and. You know with the lawyers, right? We know yeah. how that goes. It's built by time, but but for a, a basic setup, I mean, range wise. What would something like that go for? So so you're right to
1: identify it. So I, the kind of cost range across the board. Um, so I see some advertised costs anywhere from, you know, we're going to do a $500 will and then a trust for 500 or something like that. Um, typical costs, I think, for the Naples market probably would be for a single individual to do the will, the advanced directives and the like, probably at least probably in the range of 1500 or so, maybe starting from there. For trust planning would probably be north of 2000 north of 2500 something like that. Um the idea with the trust planning, uh, you know, for married couples, obviously increase and the like and complexity of plan dictates, you know, more cost. Um, Some folks do it on flat fee. uh, Some folks do it on time. Um, You know, personally, my practice is 95% of the planning is flat fee, Mm -hmm. you know, and that covers everything from, uh, you know, initial meeting, conversations, emails, phone calls, uh, drafting of the plan, execution, and then getting you set up to make sure that, your property's going to go where it needs to go.
0: Yeah. And that's an unfair question, I think, because the complexity of everybody individually is going to be different. So I'm sure it's, it's, it's a little bit tough to get a, a pinpoint, but there's probably people out there going, ah, it's going to cost me 10 grand. I don't want to spend 10 grand, but the reality is depending on your circumstances, it's probably well worth that money, even at a lower price than what you thought it might be. So that's kind of the direction I'm going, you know, for myself, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, absolutely, and and you know the the idea that each plan is unique is really true because everybody has their own situation, and some folks would be in the position of saying, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm, you know, maybe we're not looking at a, a huge estate, but we're looking at a pretty complex setup because of our beneficiary situation, and then other folks maybe you know in a very you know having as an estate tax problem, where in today's world. Uh, you know, we don't have Florida estate tax, uh, but we do have federal estate tax. And currently that exemption per person is $11.7 million. So Mm. for a married couple, uh, you can transfer close to $24 million estate tax free, right? Um, That's a problem. And, you know, probably a good problem to have, right? Yeah. Um, So, you know, then you come see me and the idea is we can help you out with that. Um, But again, you know, high exemptions, more problems,
0: more complex solutions. So that's kind of the approach right right let me ask you this so i know we have availability with online online forms you know get your trust 99 things like that what what are there's people that do that and i'm sure there's people that come to you after they've done it going oh shit what did i do you know and then they signed something that maybe wasn't legit how does that fall into play in florida
1: yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I heard from one uh, litigator that does a state and trust litigation and, you know, kind of says cynically, pay me now, pay me later, right? Right. And, you know, so you say in, in some degree, um, you know, my, my approach is this is that, you know, you can do your own taxes, no problem, right? If you make a mistake, you can file an amended return. You can do your own will, but then you die. You don't get a do-over, you know. So Correct. that's really the circumstance that if I, and, and I understand everybody's in a different position and place. Um, you know, you want to have the document, you want to have it in place, but you don't want to spend a lot of money, etc. You know, you know, it's probably worth the time to at least find somebody to say, "Okay, am I set up? Am I set up right? Is there a way to avoid probate? Do I have to go through all the bells and whistles to you know, make this happen?" Maybe not. Not in every situation. I mean, you can certainly have you know beneficiary designations, um, you know, joint accounts, and the like, and transfer on death designations on accounts that accomplish the same thing as a will, right? Or trust, different risks and hazards, but the pros and cons should be given to you by by competent counsel.
0: Yeah, and maybe they're open to a lot more dispute versus having you know a proper setup through an attorney and like yourself yeah and and the other thing is too is so you know some
1: of the things that we see with a lot of folks coming down here now from from out of state are you know they have their state plan they may have just updated it in you know connecticut illinois new york new jersey pennsylvania wherever they're coming from at this point they say do i need to redo this whole thing now that i'm in florida and a lot of the times that's not the case but you should probably have it reviewed and updated at least to say listen florida law should apply to this now that you're a florida resident we also have quirks in Florida, obviously, with our laws, right? right? With our homestead laws, who can serve as the personal representative of your estate or executor? Maybe that's the term back home. Yeah, you know, so those are things that we'll look at and, and take a look at, and maybe you know, make minor updates.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. So explain to me. We talked briefly about it. Explain to me, like the living will. How does you know? How does that work? How do we go about doing? It? Is it is it very complex? Is it something that can be done fairly quickly? I know we discussed it a little bit previously, but jump on that.
1: Sure thing. Well, you remember the Terry Shivo? case? Yes, I do. And Pinellas County, correct? Exactly. So that was a case where, I mean, not to get too into the weeds on all the legal issues, but that brought to the forefront the idea of somebody needing to have a living will. And the reason is, is because in that case, Terry Shivo, she had an in-home accident, became incapacitated, was in a facility. And then one of the questions was, what were her wishes if she became incapacitated in this fashion, like permanent vegetative state, right? Would she want to be you know, uh, continued on life support, artificial life support or not, and since she didn't have a living will, that became a court hearing. And then there was evidence in court to say she did, not and then evidence that she didn't. Right? Well, your living will is your document where you're making your wishes known during your life while you have capacity as to what happens if you're in one of the three states: permanent vegetative state, end stage condition, or terminal condition. And then you say, if I'm in one of those conditions, uh, this, these are the things that I want to
0: be kept, keep me alive or not keep me alive. And so that's really what that living will is. Yeah. And and I think we always think that we're going to have the ability to maybe reach over and sign something on the side of your bed, but that's just not going to be there, you know, or it might not be there. You don't have that. And I think we're all guilty unless you're in your type of business to say, I'll be able to control that when that happens. So I think it's, it's important to, you know, again, I'm talking to myself here, get that stuff done and get it taken care of. So it's very important. Now, when like you discussed a little bit, when should your Plan when you get your state plan created and it's active. When should I update it? So I, I, I like to say, you know, take a look every you know three to five years,
1: right? So if nothing changes in your life or there are things that are still normal, every three to five years, just take a peek to make sure that we're you know still within the, the laws that we had at the time that it was executed. Otherwise, life events. So, uh, you know, uh, death of a partner, spouse, child, you know, close relative, whoever your beneficiaries are. And it should take a look. You know, uh, marriage is another big one. Uh, retirement is a big one. Uh, if somebody comes into an inheritance, should probably, you know, look at that as, as part of their estate plan. Uh, kind of a fun one. Uh, probably not a huge likelihood of it happening, but is winning the lottery. Yay! The, yeah, so we man. all dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) if it it
0: happens call your friendly estate planning lawyer that's right yeah Chris. and uh you know the funny thing about that is we all get that ticket on that night we're all like i'm gonna win tonight right everybody else quit playing we got no chance in hell of winning the damn thing you know but but if you don't if you don't play you don't win that's what we say that's why i spent seven thousand dollars last no i'm just kidding (laughs) i spent like two dollars here and there you know and you know you just never know those big powerball or
1: Or, you know, jackpots come up and, you know, the odds are like almost one in 300 million. And then they say there's one winner of this, you know, 700 million dollar jackpot. You go, they're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, they're going to be fine. They don't really have to worry about a lot of things, you know, financially, I should say. But yeah, all the other problems are going to come up. Um, So, yeah, that's that's important to get that that update, get get everything done. Now, what's a good way to contact you, Chris, if they want to get something like this? Sure thing. So, um, uh, website is uh,
1: www.probateandplanning.com. Telephone number is 239 325 5070. Uh, Email address is info at probateandplanning.com,
0: and um, that's probably best way to reach me. Yeah. And we'll put some more of that information in the show notes on the podcast. And, uh, we, we have a lot of people listening, so you know, give Chris a call. I'm sure if you'll take questions and things like that. And, and we're looking forward to you. I think you're going to uh, look at into probably doing a podcast of your own. I think that'd be real interesting. Uh, I think it'd be great. Chris is a 2011, right? Graduate of gain exactly uh, here in Naples. So how was that experience? Did you like that?
1: Oh, I loved it. It was great. And and I know we were talking about, uh, you know, Rich Hampton. Rich. Yeah. yeah. And it's that, you know, he made gain fun because uh, <laughs> he got us access in our class to, you know, all the all the best that the sheriff's office has. So it's uh, just, it was it a was great experience, great time. And, you know, I call the baby leadership collier and, you know, I think that's maybe okay to call it that, but it was, uh, you know, just a lot of fun, great experience.
0: Yeah. And I told you, I went in 2008, class of 808, were great, a leadership Collier. So it was great, but to go and do that law enforcement day, how did you, did you like that? Did you get, did you go to the range? Did you get to get tasered? What what did you do? We, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, we,
1: uh, so we shot some weapons. We shot the uh, you know, sniper rifle. Um, I think it was, you know, I guess a AR-15. AR-15
0: probably, or a okay. 308. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Very then, accurate, right? Very
1: accurate. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we also did the, um, is it the simulation? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So that's fat's machine. Yes, yeah. Go in and shoot. It's a little bit different, right?
1: Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> utmost respect. Okay, and and just a little editorialization on this is that you're presented with that scenario, and you have to make a good shot or bad shot. And you know your pulse rates through the roof, your palms are
0: sweating, and you go, "This is left for the professionals." And yeah. So just utmost respect. Yeah, and to just give you a little scenario of how that happens. So what what you do is you go into a room, you get a very Real like simulated firearm, and you are given a basically a scenario on video, and it's pretty real, right? Very real. And you go to the fast machine, and then all of a sudden, they'll run you through a couple different scenarios. One guy might pull out his wallet and you might shoot him, right? Right. (laughs) Or someone might have a play gun, which you don't even know it's a play gun, or a knife, or, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios. And I will tell you that it's a great experience because when you watch the videos on TV, or on YouTube, or wherever, and a cop makes a decision that you would think, I would never do that, it changes your mind, because it's split second decision. These men and women are out there doing these decisions every day. And you know, what's funny about it, you never hear about the decision that was made that the person didn't die, or the cop did not shoot, right? You always hear about the ones that, you know, maybe have been somewhat looked at as a bad shoot. And, you know, it, it really gets your adrenaline pumped, right?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. And and that's something that, um, you know, you wish more people could experience just to have that understanding. And that's really where I think so much of the benefit of these, you know, leadership programs have is you really become an ambassador for the community because you understand, you know, you meet the, the it's the behind the scenes look at yeah. how the community works. Right. And, you know, I, I think locally for Collier County is that, you know, everything just kind of works well and works naturally and you go, well, how does it happen? Well, that's, leadership and,
0: and the chamber and gain, et cetera. Sheriff Ramboski's fantastic <laughs> about trying to get the community together and trying to get everybody involved. So it's real good. Now, I, I read too that you, you went to UF and Florida State. Right. Yep. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. And uh, when do you watch football? What do you do? Well, uh, you're probably one of those guys, I'm going to go with a team with the best record this yeah. year.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, well, well, between Flo- well, let me tell you, between Florida State and Florida, I don't know, that's, that's, a, that's a horse race on that one.
0: This year they start out, UF started out really good. You.
1: Yeah, so I went to uh, Florida State undergrad, right? Uh, so you know, uh, I'm a null. Yeah, and, no, um, yeah. You know, uh, law school at Saint Thomas in North Miami. That's right. Yeah. Uh, LM in tax at Florida. Um, I, you know. Between both institutions, you get a great education. Um, I met my wife at Florida State, and that year at Florida was one of the most difficult years for her because that was the year that Florida in (laughs) 05-06 that that they won the football championship and the basketball championship. And so we're up there, and she's not happy. happy. And so I'm like, okay, well,
0: we'll get out of here as quickly as we can. (laughs) You didn't tell anybody about your undergrad? No. So my daughter went to UF so yeah she's um now she really proud of her she graduated in four years with a master's and she's working for adobe and living in new york city wow congratulations yeah yeah yeah, that's awesome so uf's been good to us so and and i lived in tallahassee for about six months going to police academy so i took a uh you know a fond liking to fsu and then you know so it's 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 I, i like florida schools i'm originally from maine but i like the florida schools i like you know, what they bring and it's good. So anything else to add? I mean, I know you want to start a podcast. What, what do you have in mind for doing that? we're going to push that out and give you some information on that, but what's your goals on that podcast?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so first off is I was thinking about the name and I kind of settled on, I think planning talk with Chris price okay. and you know, I think it's kind of like your, your child is, you know, you kind of get one shot at it, right. For the name. Yeah. And, you may be able to change it, but you probably probably shouldn't, right? Yeah. You know, so
0: maybe throwing a middle name or something.
1: Exactly. So you know, the, the goal is really inform, educate, and entertain. Um, so from that side, we're going to look at, you know, kind of doing the same back and forth with uh, with other professional advisors, so financial advisors, trust officers, running through scenarios with clients that we have, you know, even just kind of you know, made up scenarios. Okay, we have a husband and wife, they have two children, they have, you know, potential, you know, one spendthrift issue, one's really well off. We have assets in these places. What do we do? What does it look like? What is the you know, what are the planning considerations? You know, and really just the idea is I uh, try to answer the questions that I've answered probably hundreds of times for all the clients over time is that, you know, so that there's a one-stop shop for, okay, well. What is a trust? What is a plan? When should I update my plan? Or what are the you know top ten mistakes that I can make uh, you know by not planning or something to that effect? So um, it's really uh, just a way to uh, provide some education and outreach and have some fun. Yeah, and just
0: sitting here today, I learned a lot. Like I better get my butt rolling, right? And you know, don't wait around because you never know and you can't predict the future. But hey, Chris, it's been a pleasure on the podcast. It's been awesome. I know it's been interesting. I know that for a fact. And just to learn a little bit about you and what you have going and you know we'll see you again back 239 Uncensored awesome. right well All thanks right. so much Tim yeah and when we do it we always do 239 Uncensored we're out so we'll, we'll do that so 239 Uncensored everything Southwest Florida and beyond and we are out please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple Spotify and Google Podcasts and don't forget to like and share on social media this has been a Studio 239 production that was fun